to make a church bell out of a bank window. Kitchens meant more to the masses back in the day, and before that, we had no enemy. Somewhere in America, the prison bus is running on time. You want to lose that job before the revolution hits? Somewhere I won't be home for breakfast. Everyone out here now knows my name, and I won't be turned against for at least four months. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer, and right here at this moment, I usually say that this is a music podcast, but today it's not necessarily a music podcast. I guess one could say it's a poetry podcast, or a philosopher podcast, or a writer podcast, and somewhat of a music podcast, because today my guest is Tango Eisen Martin. He is a poet. He's the poet laureate of San Francisco, and fuck... It's an. This is an incredible episode. Like, he he has such a magnificent brain, and really breaks some shit down that in our culture, in our society, about America, where we're at right now at this time, and where we've always been, to a degree. Um, keep in mind when we have start this conversation. This conversation happened the day. Roe v. Wade was overturned. Like, I woke up, I had a couple hours, I talked to Tongo, kind of grateful that I talked to him on this day because, one, I needed the distraction, but also his insights and just about America and whatnot is was eye-opening. And at times I felt in, I'll be quite honest, I felt it over my fucking head because this man's brain is phenomenal and I struggle. <laughs> My brain can struggle. Um, but it's really incredible. But that's where, when this conversation starts, that's where we're at. I didn't put in my part. I put in his part. Where he's So just keep that in mind when we start the conversation. There's also a weird edit at one point because where it seems like out of the blue, I ask him if he's a parent, but we had a interruption and sort of derailing, so not anything, but anyway, so it's not out of the blue, but it just didn't fit. But if you do want to see the 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 conversation in its entirety, hear it from top to bottom, you can become a Patreon subscriber at themattdwire.com and also not only see the video of this conversation and watch the entire unedited, just as it is, conversation, which is almost two hours... Or you could listen to the part one and part two. The part two is exclusive on Patreon. You only get it there, and we continue to have a fascinating talk. Before I forget, the piece that played this episode in is from a collaboration that Tango Eisen Martin does with Chris Peck called Lone, where, for the most part, Chris Peck puts music to Tango reading his poems, I bought the album, it's fucking great, there's also a great video that goes along with this piece, did I say it's called Church Bell, it's called Church Bell, and the album it's from is called Blue Phase, the links to all things Tango Eisen Martin are in the show notes, you can find that album, he also has an album, a record, and a digital download of an album of him doing his poetry that Sonny Smith of Sonny and the Sunsets produced and released on his label. And that's called I Got the Railroad I Go to the Railroad Tracks and Follow Them to the Station of My Enemies. 
uh, also incredible. Part of the big reason that Tongo is on this episode is because Sonny Smith, when he did the podcast last, been on the podcast twice, by the way, um, mentioned that he just recorded this album with Tongo and that he was blown away by him. And he was like, you should have him on the podcast. And at the time, I was like, I want in my head, I was like, Sonny, this is a music podcast. But, you know, this podcast hasn't always been a music podcast. Before I decided to sort of focus and try to attempt to find a niche niche of being a music podcast, I had many authors on, poets, documentary filmmakers, Black Panthers, Weather Underground, a lot of activists. It was a wide variety. Be quite honest, after talking to Tango, I'm seriously considering veering in that direction a little bit more, um, especially, you know... It's a fucking weird time we live in. <laughs> it's a really crazy weird time. And uh, part of me feels kind of just guilty talking about music. Though, when you talk to artists, it inevitably becomes sociopolitical. Um, but, yeah. And speaking of sociopolitical, this episode is so incredible. Um, I felt... Uh, I I learned a lot. He, my mind was expanded, and I feel like I grew and, to be quite honest, am better able to articulate things now, which is saying a lot for me, because of how Tango presented things. Um, go to the show notes, buy his books. All the links are there. Buy the albums. The the Blue Phase album that I mentioned that played in the show is incredible. It's The music that Chris Peck does is just phenomenal. So I cannot suggest that enough. And I believe on there, on, uh, on the uh, Bandcamp page for that, there's they have more than one album. As well as the Bandcamp to buy, I go to the railroad tracks and follow them to that station of my enemies. Um... I, I guess I can't really say much else. I just, I'm really happy <laughs> that I had Tango on this episode. It's, he's just an, he's a force. And he's, I heard about him roughly about a year ago, maybe a little less. And I feel like since I've become aware of him, there, his reach is rapidly growing and I think you will see why or understand why when you listen to some of his work read his work and listen to this conversation with Tango Eisenmartin thank you very much the cop in the picket line is a hard working rookie the sign in my hands is getting more and more laughs it says the picket line got cops in it I can take care of those windows for you if you want but somebody else gotta go inside your gas tank it was clear to the man how do you deal? How do you, how do you, because I've been trying to find ways to be optimistic, embrace those I love. I mean, what else is there? What do you, do, do you have any solutions? Political activity, you know, just got to put your, put your hands in the fight. Um, that, that's, that's the only thing that keep, keep me sane. Cause, um, you know, when I just stick to, 
if I just stick to my kind of um you know my 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 individual uh uh pro what, what do you call it? Uh protagonism. I don't know. <laughs> 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 if I stick to if I if I if I just stick to that then um uh you know you get rained on. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I yeah, I'm 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 still um I, I I still can't get the kids in the cages out of my head, man. Like if 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 you know that I was at you know how I'm feeling today is the same as as I was feeling when they had ice in the New York subways and were you know had three rows in front of judges, you know. Um, there is no, you know, how, how groovy can it be to be me, you know, or how, you know, even, man, you know, I used to teach in juvenile hall and, you know, you're working with kids and then they, after the class is over, they stick them in a broom closet, you know, <laughs> it's like, if you, if you open, um, and that's not to say anybody hasn't, um, uh, but but if you if you keep uh, if you keep your heart open or keep the eyes of your heart open, man, there's there's nothing but uh, there, there's nothing but a grotesque system that has to be transformed, you know. So it's like you know, yeah, almost in a way, it gets beyond it gets beyond emotional response. It, it becomes just central. Um, central to output and definitely central to praxis um, to try to set your mind to collectively set things right. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think we've been kind of low to sleep. These kind of late stage imperialists have given us enough keys to our immediate reality to feel like, well, I can perpetuate enough transformation, just staying principled, staying noble, staying effective, you know. But but what we see is that just like this monsoon of a rightward march, it's actually taking place globally, um, is invincible. Uh, to whatever groovy things we do with our careers or groovy things we do with our art, even, you know, and not in a, not in a, not, not to belittle um, or, or not to uh, underestimate the power of, of doing right with family, because I am, you know, I'm very much a product of a, of a, of an, of family organized intentionally. Um, but, you know, it's it, it there's there, there's an invincibility to individual efforts, um, similar to just institutional reality. I mean, almost by definition, an institution is just an entity whose function is uh, impervious to the individual beliefs of the people working within it. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if you look at you know this, if you look at society just as this superstructure. You know, it's the it's the same. Um, it's the it's the it has the same uh, it has the it has the same setup. 
Because in 20 <laughs> years, this is going to be a real shit sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe even next year, you know? <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe, I'm a, I'm maybe, maybe, maybe New Year's, man. Yeah, well, you know, food shortages, all these things they keep talking about. I'm sure we'll. Yeah, that's, it's funny. That's what just popped into my my mind, man. I I, I just saw a clip from a, a farmer who said, "You see how much all of these like, you know, how much this hay is costing me in in this." Uh, you know these other, these other necessities of, of of farming. She's like, all of this is, all of this is gonna be passed to you by <laughs> the holidays. She said, she said, because all of the, uh, you know, all of the, you know, all, like like we're good right now, but like all of the cows that are babies, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all the calves right now. When they get a little bit bigger, man, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to need to, they're going to have to up the price on them. So she was like, y'all got about six months. I better get a freezer. I got to get a, get a big freezer. Mm, man, for real. <laughs> wow, learn how to learn how to do it yourself. <laughs> uh, I bet you want it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a couple dogs. If things get really bad, I could just turn to one of the dogs and. Like, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you've, been really, you've been really wonderful, <clears throat> but now you're gonna be. You you're gonna be wonderful in other ways. <laughs> Man's best sandwich. Man's best sandwich. Really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you grow? Because you said. Excuse me. Did you grow up in a politically active family? Were these sort of? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I was alluding to earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, were your folks um, activists or the family? Oh yeah, no, my mom um, or is a revolutionary, um, of 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 unparalleled commitment, um, and so, you know. Uh, and also, the, you know, there was there was also, you know, it was in the, it was in the home, and then there was also kind of a, a an unofficial collective of of mothers as well in the Bay Area and in San Francisco specifically, who uh, who just decided that they were not gonna just turn their kids over to the, you know, the the institutional reality of deindustrialization and, um, you know, kept us together and kept us in kind of programming of consciousness um, that also, you know, because you need, you, you, you have, you have the home life, but then you also have to go outside and bounce your psyche off of the, off of an obstacle course. And so creating that reality outside of the home, even if it wasn't, you know, it was obviously not a permeation, um, you know, and I had to ride the bus with it. You know, I had, to, <laughs> I had to ride the inner city buses with everyone else. I had to do my time. <laughs> I had to, I had to uh, do my do my sentence on 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 inner city buses, but but still, you know, the kind of like the majority of 
you know, kind of, I don't know, embryonic socialization took place in places where people put it together intentionally in um, defiance of hegemony, you know, this type of thing. Not necessarily uniform, you know, not all the output of, of one ideology, but a basic, you know, but, but basically a, a, a cooperation of various modes of resistance. So very fortunate, very, very fortunate in that way. It doesn't get you to the finish line. I think only praxis does, you know, only putting it into, you know, putting it in, putting, putting these theories into practice is what really solidifies consciousness, um, living a life of praxis. Um, but it'll give you a head start or at least give you a kind of a, an immune system so that when, you know, all the rest of the, the institutional life that you have to engage rains hellfire down to <laughs> <onto> your consciousness, <laughs> it doesn't stick. Or or even if even if it sticks, you always have a path home, you know, you always have the compass still works. Um <laughs> So raise your, raise your children right, people. <laughs> yeah. I, did you... Raise the book for revolutionary thought. Yeah, I try to plant those seeds in my kids. I don't know. I mean, they're two and six, so I don't know how much. But like when my daughter was being homeschooled during the pandemic and they do the Pledge of Allegiance, I'd stick my head and go, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that goes a long way. Interrupt. You know, you you have to interrupt the hegemony, man. It's you know, I'm astounded. Even in like California schools, just they teach the same fucking bullshit I was taught, and I'm like, really? We're still, we still do this. Like we still all the fucking lies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, man, if you leave it to you know, if you if you leave it. To federal mandates, man. If you if you leave it to just the you know the 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 various messaging centers of this imperialist superstructure, I mean, you will really it'll zombify you. You know, there is. I mean, and, and that's why you know I I I, I, I kind of, we kind of began our conversation with a. You know, with me being me being a little stricter, <laughs> like you know, thou shalt <laughs> join a revolutionary organization. Um, you know, especially like independent media, independent cultural projects, independent educational projects are just super crucial because. Uh, like there's there there really is nothing but ruling class agenda man being facilitated through you know the kind of like the mass uh cultural thoroughfares you know in in a just in in a, a shameless way you know yeah yeah i've had a kind of a front i've kind of had i've had kind of a front row seat yeah, uh, you know, kind of had to brush up against 
the mainstream just a tiny, tiny bit. And I was just like, <laughs> really? <laughs> like, wow. It, it, it'll make you wonder. No, it, it'll make you wonder if, 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 if you know, like is it, like this cultural production almost seems military because cats are just pushing this, you know, are are, are, are pushing the hegemony in such a almost like memoed fashion. Like you, somebody gave you this script. Like this cannot be. This cannot be what you actually think is. Sane or, or or rational, and it again, it, it, there's no other way to keep kids in cases. How do you make the news? How how can any's like how can any self-respecting <laughs> how can any self-respecting journalist man like it, you you you? Now I'm not gonna say they swore an oath, but your heart chose to deliver information to the masses. This is what you signed up for. And there are all of these, you know, all of these war crimes going on, all of these acts of genocide going on. Um, and, and you're talking about not that, um, that, that it, it, it feels like the result of strict, um, directive, you know, especially when you know these these places, these institutions are not populated by by low intelligence people. You know, they're talented, they're brilliant, but they're facilitating hegemony. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's uh, <clears throat> I, when you said genocide, it made me. T- I saw a gentleman speak a while ago who was talking about. Well, he called our government, he was from Pakistan, but he called our government a genocidal government. And I think people don't realize, or, I mean, what struck me is like, we're still genocidal. We still willingly let millions of people die. <laughs> I don't know why I left. I think because it's just fucking absurd that no one really thinks that way anymore. And I'm like, we're just as horrible as we've always been. I don't know how this isn't registering. Man, you know, because you, you can't. You can't escape your DNA, you know. I mean, you know, uh, Ma- uh, you know, pa- Paolo Freire said a a, a slaveocracy basically doesn't have within it the DNA to become a democracy, and and um, and put a little more charismatically, Malcolm X said, uh, America cannot produce freedom for black people no more than a chicken could lay a goose egg. <laughs> <laughs> and he followed it up and said, and if a chicken ever were to lay a goose egg, you would certainly call that revolutionary. <laughs> the, um, and, and, and because, you know, it, there's, you know, if, if people are really raised to be shock troops of imperialism, shock troops of white, uh, of uh, of a white supremacist um, ruling class, then yeah, to know, I mean, the United States itself is really like the invention of a militarized whiteness. You 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 know, though one, what was it? I think one out of six white men 
uh, voted on the Constitution. You know, we didn't even start with a democracy of white boys. <laughs> so regardless of what these, you know, regardless of the preambles, um, in, in 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 practice, this this has been this this is this is society has has been the our so-called society has been the prerogative of a ruling class, a slave owning, <laughs> uh, warmongering, uh, land plundering, indigenous murdering, ruling class. So there's, 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 within that you don't have, I mean, there's too much, you, you have too much insanity to outgrow. It can't be outgrown. It, it has to be uh, transformed. Is it too big of a question to ask if you think it can be transformed? I know is that I don't know if that sounds cliche. Absolutely, man. You know, history is the history is the graveyard of empires. I, I think it is just now. Really, it's just a, a a matter of of who like if we a people can rise to the historical task. And I mean, a revolutionary people. Um, but absolutely. I mean, you know, the system is populated, both its rulers and those who facilitate the agenda. They breathe and bleed and eat too much. It's <laughs> 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 just like us, neurotic, probably more neurotic. You know, they, uh, they asked uh, or... or when uh, uh, you know General Jop, who was the uh, the architect for the um, the Vietnamese guerrilla efforts to kick the French out of Vietnam and um, and, and repel U.S. imperialism as well, you know, when speaking on how did like how did we do it, like how did how did we defeat two first world military machines? And he said, we were able to do it because our soldiers were politically more developed than their soldiers. Our soldiers were politically superior to their soldiers because you can only, you know, you can only be, um, but so in, you, you, your intelligence is only given, uh, you know, only so much of a uh, of a uh, you know I, I would say crystallization. If you're performing kind of a, a zombie task, if you are going somewhere and killing people for nothing. <laughs> people over for nothing the psyche that that performs this task is 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 confined whereas someone who fights for liberation 
who is really whose objective is the humanization of themselves and others and actually humanization of an oppressor too because nobody can be a full human being if even if one person is not is systematically not allowed to be um that entering that kind of process that at times may involve a military reality this is a consciousness that is perpetually um, expanding. And so I think with the right, you know, with the right development, um, this, this, I mean, you see this, this, this system is collapsing on its own, you know? I mean, we're one, I'm really surprised we had, we're not, I'm surprised we're not having gas riots right now. You know, you you let the cost of any one other little thing bump up, creep up, you know, stuff that that, you know, it's one, it's one thing, you know, and it's kind of gentrification, you know, these gentrification equations where it's like, OK, we've come to terms with rent, you know, not everybody deals with the same with the with the same battlegrounds of, of, of rent and and people can, you know. We've internalized enough hegemony to throw up our hands and say, "Okay, let me go where I can afford something." You know, this is this is rational to to people. But if you go beat people's pockets up in places where there's no where, where that's that where there's supposed to be some kind of economic equality, or 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 if you beat people up in the economic commons. In the in the commons of consumerism, like we all have to, everybody top to bottom has to buy gas. We all have to buy milk. We all have to, you know. Well, now we all have to buy water. You know, (laughs) 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 if you if you if you um, you know, if you choke people there, um, there's there's uh, there's no reason for people to play along. Um, you know, I mean, and, and we're very much there's it. There are several failed states operating in within the within the United States, and I think it's really just you know it's a borrowed time um, equation right now. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think. Absolutely, this this you know. I mean, even if you, we're in the middle of an epochal shift, but now what's not what what was was not necessarily predictable, or what depends on how what people intentionally do and intentionally organize themselves is like the direction. You know, are we going to slide into someone else's dystopia? Um. Or maybe some little kind of self-contained dystopia, or are we gonna have a society that actually is organized around doing right by human beings? You know, <laughs> TBD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you. Were saying, oh, I just when you were saying like you're surprised there's not gas rats, I'm like been astounded for years now i'm like why are there not like daily marches about healthcare? like why are we so complacent like why have we just accepted that like well it just i guess 
Like 60,000 people a year die from lack of health care. That's a fucking insane number. And like people are just sort of lackadaisical about that. Well, man, you know, Ferre said something interesting as well. He said, you know, systems of oppression are, are in essence necrophilic. You know, some people call capitalism a death cult because we live so, actually so de-animated. I mean, to be reduced to an object is to be made dead or, you know, various aspects of yourself dead until given some kind of bourgeois permission or, you know, whatever bourgeois outlet. So I'm politically dead until I vote. I'm emotionally dead until I buy myself something nice, you know? We've given away so many of our powers or our powers are being facilitated by the system and actually uh, uh, facilitated against us. Our, our powers have been turned, are being turned against us or what some call are alienated um, from us. Um, and so it, 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 that takes hold of the psyche, right? That that there there is not actually an orientation to uh, uh, ironic to these to to these uh, <laughs> to these Roe v. Wade killing devils. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually there's none of this society is wired for for is is wired for life. It's wired to reduce people to 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 various states of death, and what and also what goes along with individualism. I think it's not just a, a kind of like a me, um, a me first uh, mentality or or a, a me, you know, output mentality and not worrying about what other people are doing or kind of having a metaphysical concept of a game to be played. Um, it's, it's was also comes along with it is, is a selective humanization or selective dehumanization because we can't have this like, okay, we don't even have this playing field without a few genocides. We don't even have this playing field without the uh, genocide of indigenous people without genocide of African people through uh, enslavement, without imperialist bombing of the world. You don't even have this playground, this, this obstacle course, you know, you don't, you don't have these, these lines to, to be yourself in without that. So there is already an acceptance of mass murder. Someone can say, oh, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not down with murder. I don't want anybody to be killed or whatever. And they can be super anti-crime or, or, or whatever. But this, it's a crime. It's crimes that created this whole situation <laughs> and, and crimes that keep it afloat. Crimes that keep it going. I mean, there's no product that doesn't have blood on that doesn't require exploitation. In order to take a natural resource and turn it, 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 it uh, along as far as this system works, every process that takes a natural resource out the ground or out the sky or out the, you know, uh, out, out the at atmosphere and turns it into a product for you to consume 
all kind of exploitation has to take place to make that happen. You know, so it doesn't matter who's fair or who's cool or what billionaire is cuddly or interesting <laughs> or inspiring, <laughs> you know, in order for that product to get to you, many people have to die and many people have to live in and have to live in some, some kind of confinement or coercion or, you know, on and on and on. So we we're already, our psyches are already groomed to accept. It's just, you know, the farther they can keep the death away from you, the farther they can keep the, you know, the, the repression away from you next, the murder away from you, um, the more comfortable it is. But that's what we're, that's the baseline. The baseline to the psyche of, the, uh, of, of someone living in this society or the psyche of someone who's decided they're not going to resist this society is just a psyche of accepted murder. And so it stands to reason that even when things get kind of, when contradictions heightened and, and when information is more accessible and there's more video and you can see, um, you know, you see more and more, and, uh, you know, you see, you know, 30 years ago, you don't see George Floyd. George Floyd been murdered this whole time, been being murdered this whole time, you know, sometimes just for fun they kill us, right? But now it's on now now it's on video. And though it, you know, it 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 it, it did inspire some spontaneous eruption, it didn't it we didn't turn a corner in consciousness. And as soon as we could get back to regular scheduled program, uh uh we kind of we kind of did. So despite all of this, you know, this, despite all of these images now raining on our on our eyeballs, it can't move a psyche who has settled into the acceptance of, of mass murder. The only thing that moves that psyche is a commitment, is a political commitment, is a a, a, a political or even just social commitment made made um, made kinetic. I, I think this is why, you know, we're just, man, you know, we're all incarcerated, man. I mean, these are, this is just open air prisons, man. And you know what I noticed too, you know, we're having a front row seat in San Francisco, having a front row seat to the kind of like the, new, the nouveau rulers, man. You know, even their lives is is, is pretty confined. This doesn't feel like for all the wealth that's now in San Francisco, it's it's not a free-flowing city. It's not like, you know, just human imagination running wild. It's very regimented and confined and walled off and people just kind of, you know, walk like, move like sheep having superfluous conversations from lunch back to the office, to the club, back to the condo, you know? Um, and 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 so oh, I lost I lost the I, visualizing all of visualizing the rich minions. I lost my I lost my um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> How we're but, living in open air prisons? But uh, yes, the open air the the, the open air prison. So now, what's the first thing they tell you in prison? Mind your business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And so we walk around. People walk around knowing what's going on. You know, knowing what's happening. 
No, everybody, everybody at a certain point knew there was some kids in some cages, right? But eh, I'm just gonna go to my. I'm just gonna keep my 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 point A to point B, um, both you know, literally and existentially. You know, that's I, I think that's that's why you. And then all, and then one day, it pops. And it's impossible to um, it's impossible to have a regular day because you know whatever climate catastrophe does or whatever um, social contradictions uh, do um, heightens things, and then you can't have you know you can't have you can't have any normalcy. Um, so how you know? We we either so it's like the race of org the the race of organizing is either at the very least prepare us to deal with uh, deal with 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 potential coming days of just absolute three D insanity or you know to to set things right before they can before they can get even more out of hand. Um, I wanted to talk about poetry. Yeah, right. <laughs> that seemed like, no, because I could keep going down this road, but I, there aren't, when did, when did you start noticing that you like were attracted to poetry and started to pursue that? You know, it, it wasn't, it, 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 it was, it was so um, natural. It, it wasn't necessarily a, like a pursuit in a in a in a in a beautiful way and in a useless way. <laughs> <laughs> so a, 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 a beautiful way in that I'm I was lucky to where, you know, poetry just felt um, just almost so natural. It was just almost just a slightly a slightly physically different experience to thinking is what it felt like felt just like my my it just felt like my mind was moved over a little bit to you know insert any direction any direction will do um and so you know the journey of craft for me it's just been kind of getting to know this parallel intelligence and that's a that's a wonderful a wonderful baseline um you useless though in that it, it never really it, it wasn't uh like a matter of self-identity it wasn't uh, uh it, it it wasn't uh you know a kind of it wasn't an external path that i really was into for a, a long 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 time like uh, i was very very much a late bloomer and had you know various incarnations as an adult i've had various i've had you know a few adult reincarnations before i arrived at this uh this kind of current 
iteration where I'm, you know, publicly asserted poet. (laughs) 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 What do you do? I'm a poet. (laughs) Um, So, so, uh, you know, which, which actually, which, 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 which is also, which also cooperates, cooperates with a healthy relationship, um, with a healthy relationship to craft. So, but it's, this is pretty much how I'm, um, I, I think I got lucky in that. Really with poetry, I'm just taking the natural shapes of my consciousness and pro- pro- projecting them onto the page. This is already how my, you know, internally how my mind bounces around. And so, you know, it's it's then it's just a matter of figuring out ways of exaggerating your psyche, ways of muffling or muting your psyche, or just experience, I should say experiments, experiments of exaggeration, experiments of suffocation, experiments of surrender, experiments of tightening, experiments of exertion, experiments of relaxation with just how my how my mind moves uh, through reality or, you know, and, and also very much through through itself. Was there a point where you were like, all right, I got to share this? Because you, I got the impression you kept it sort of to yourself for a while or? Well, <laughs> Man, I to to myself, man. I even abandoned it, man. <laughs> like I would abandon poetry for 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 years at a time. There are like a few a few gaps, um, but but uh. Man, the, the thought of the thought of these various oblivions <laughs> and taking—I lost it again. Visualizing this time, <laughs> visualizing oblivion. I lost. I lost the. I lost the ability to say something that might be helpful um, to to another. Um, when you would abandon it, why would what, what was the? Why would you abandon? Well, you know, man, being an '80s baby, man, the preoccupation is not art. The preoccupation is power, even if it's you know derivatives uh, or or sh- or shadows casted by greater systems of power, which all power really is. Um, that's how I'm evaluating myself and evaluating what I do, and um, and I spent the majority of, of my life actually as a teacher as a youth worker, um, you know, as far as just like, well, how do I put my political beliefs into practice? That's how I evaluated myself. That kind of like the, 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 in the, the, the kind of the theater of social power, um, is where I define, is where I define myself more. And then even in a personal level, you know, I, we're we're not from 
times and places where like the artist is the is the most uh, powerful person in the room um I mean, you know, or or even to say, like, I'm a little bit before celebrity. (laughs) I'm a little bit before people were famous for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So even then, you know, so 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 it 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 would it 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 wasn't even. um, I think it was. So so when I say abandoned, it's not to say like threw down the notebooks in a fit of. in a, some kind of emotional state, you know, or threw the pen against the wall and said, enough of this for now. It's just, you know, my mind being beholden to other gravity fields. Sometimes I'd just be so far away from, so far away from craft. But the hero, the, 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 that nothing be so far away from craft that nothing would be happening. Um, but the hero of that journey is really my brother who kept a consistent artistic practice the whole time. So it would be, you know, he would be kind of like the light calling me back. <laughs> Does he write as well? Or the voice calling me back from the light, you know, however that, <laughs> however that goes. Um, yeah, he does, man, he does it all, man. He, he, he writes, um, he writes poetry, he writes plays, he's an actor, he's a painter. Um, when he was, a when he was younger, he played the saxophone, you know, star basketball player, funniest man alive, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was, he was, and, and, and really, even I, I think most beautifully, he never, you know, this kind of like this beautiful consciousness that that we were given, both at home and in the in and in the other homes, uh, he never compromised that, you know, through the most, you know, through the corporatocracy's ascendancy, you know when nothing was cool except what what is kind of violent um he 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 he, st- he stood uh he's a, even if he was going to be the only one on that planet he stayed there and uh, and so he's just you know j- just uh just kind of like was really beautifully our leader um through these, you know, through times of relative low tide, um, yeah, I have to. So I have to. I have to credit him uh, for, for for keeping me somewhat on the straight and narrow, or close enough to the straight and narrow, so that when you know my uh, my relationship to craft would get kind of even more um, internally dialogical. The basics were set. I was, you know, I didn't. It didn't take. It didn't take a lot to wake back up to, or or to to get the muscle um, back in shape. Are you Are you surprised with? I mean, you played the Great American Music Hall like two days ago. Are you kind of yeah. like? Did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> And that's Man. no small venue. That's a pretty big. Uh, yeah, it's pretty big. Man, and beautiful. 
Um, <laughs> what was I'm just having flashbacks. What's the question? <laughs> I mean, that I guess one of the questions I wanted to ask you is: I feel like there's a resurgence of poetry. Like I feel like it's weird that like you look back and like the 50s and the 60s poets were pretty prominent often best-selling and it's like i don't know what the fuck happened but now i feel like there is a resurgence a bit and i feel like to me like there's definitely a a tension being placed on you as a poet and i i'm like i find that encouraging i find that great but i'm like why can you connect why that's happening why there's this resurgence of poetry I mean, I could, <laughs> I could, I could freestyle you and answer. <laughs> well, I, you know, you know, I think, I, well, well, one poetry will not. Ne- you you can never eradicate poetry. I mean, we're we're the most non physical craft, so you can take away tools and venues and arenas. You can't stop someone from thinking um, or you can't stop someone from expressing thought in a, in a, um, uh, really in a, in a, in a, uh, expressing thought outside of hegemonic capsule, you know, which is often some kind of survival, just like a dancer moves outside of survival, Right is moving outside of survival. Uh, a painter is visualizing outside of survival, just, you know, this opportunity to see how your mind moves or how your body moves when it doesn't have to, when it's when it's not just for the sake of keeping you alive or keeping you socially alive. So it does, you know, we almost, we might be the last art standing if, you know I mean? if, 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 uh, you know, if this like biosphere ending fascism, uh, uh, you know, ma- makes it all the way to its psychotic finish line, you know, you can never, you'll never fully eradicate the 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 the, the poet, um, you know, and the poet. I, I think also because we have this the invincibility of non of a very non-physical um facilitation uh we're also like the conscience of a of a of a society or that trickster voice and that what the what these kind of trickster voices or these trickster deities do is they keep everything honest and just show through the almost the power of criticism that no power is the biggest and the and the baddest. There's 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 not there is no there is no person or people that that that, that can't be made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 so even it's almost like even if you take all the poets away you would have to invent some i think the human psyche like the mass imagination would would invent would would need some needs that needs that kind of that that um that safeguard of 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 criticism it's almost you know 
with whatever part of the body you liken it to. It might even be the skin that keeps it all together. Critic, critic, criticism that keeps, you know, keeps us just from <laughs> being a, a pile of bones and, and, and various fluids, you know? Um, but now specifically, like, I, I think, you know, what, what was going on in these times, though we got here, through a lot of distraction, a lot of, you know, a, a, a lot of kind of dissociative, um, you know, way, ways of going about daily life, not thinking critically, and, and, uh, uh, just spitting out the, 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 the message that messages beamed at us. Um, when contradictions heighten, I think people do naturally look for more critical voices. So it might seem like a, 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 a huge in, interruption, but I think, I, I think, I, I do think the human mind yearns for, for this kind of analysis or yearns for a more liberatory mode of analysis an analysis that within itself uh, is freeing because you have to be just a little outside of um, you have to be a little bit outside of of, of kind of, of hegemonic threads um, in order to you know to, to 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 say something to say something catchy or in many ways something a, a line is catchy as just a, 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 a thread of thought that makes fun of its captivity. Um, and so when we get to a time where the, 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 the insanity, um, the violence is getting harder and harder to ignore, I think, I think people do keep, keep an ear out for, for, um, for critical voices. Um, and that could be, you know, that 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 could be res responsible to uh, for for kind of a, a growing interest in in poetry. And I and I think right now, I think there's also a lot of poets doing really interesting things. I, I think that like there are some really 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 strong poets. So to, just to give to give poets some credit, um, I, I think that that you know, there, there, there's, there's a lot of kind of like pe people are, I mean, people are pulling their weight and doing really right by the craft. And then I, I think too, you know, what also happens is other, other artists or other cultural workers also, when they get interested in, you know, in poetry or wanting to work with a poet, this also, um, gives us a little bit more light like you know I, I would not have been able to pull off the 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 the, the great american music hall without those cold 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 musicians that 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 kept me company on that stage right <laughs> in my in my in my in my in my relationship to those musicians began with um overtures made by them them extending their hands right so i have these kind of working relationships to where we can have a groovy uh fruition on the stage but they're responsible 
for these relationships because if you leave it up to me <laughs> if you leave it up to me I'm not leaving this room <laughs> so, so so it's also you know I think it's you know uh, you know poetry when, when po- poetry as it flocks up with other art other musicians I mean other types of artists curators you know, this also provides, um, uh, uh, you know, this adds to the splash that a, that a poet might make. Now, it's I that forgot what I was going to say. Oh, what was it when, how did, what did you think when you were approached to make an album about poetry, of, of your poetry? Um, you know, I thought it was groovy. Um <laughs> You know, it, it, it is, um, you know, it's, it's a, it is a slightly different, and in some ways it can be a, actually a jarringly different navigation to work your way around uh, uh, a booth. Um, and so it was, you know, different than a, a stage and definitely different from just, you know, you talking to yourself in the house. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I mean, it's this, you know, I, I just, the, the, the idea was basically, you know, to, you know, to make a recording, you know, akin to, you know, having, you know, Langston Hughes recorded, not to say that I'm Langston Hughes, but like akin to having, you know, or Allen Ginsberg's Howl on on record. It was kind of to, you know, I think the objective, if I remember right, <laughs> I think the objective was just, to, was more like, you know, not like not not necessarily historical document in that it had to be dry, but you know, to, to kind of like to to sonically preserve like a, a, a sonic preservation of of, of some of, of these poems was you know was was the in, was the intention, um, and you know, I, I was I was down for it, but it you know that really. Um, you know, uh, Sonny over there at Rocks in Your Head was, he was really open, you know, he was open to doing, open to doing anything. He just really wanted to, um, really, really wanted to put some poetry down or put, wanted to put some poetry out. Sonny said when he was, he did the podcast and he talked about the experience recording with you and said, I quickly got the, I quickly knew I was in the presence of a genius. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your work is powerful. Like there is, I, I, I write and I think maybe sometimes I'm smart. I, I read your, <laughs> I read or hear your stuff and I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking amateur. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, man. When I, I, I man, I when I read uh, Audrey Lord or Roque Dalton or um, June Jordan after each night, I get hit with the same. <laughs> I get hit with the same conclusion. Now, I, I, 
I, I, I think I, I just have a, um, I, I, I just have this, this like gnawing, almost insecurity about um, pushing myself on the page. Um, pushing, not necessarily like the potentials of language, but at least my potentials of language. And so when I get my hands on a thought, um, I just really try to get as, mu uh, as much insight um, and as much music out of the, the this kind of arrangement of words, arrangement of the thought, um, arrangement of some of logic. Um, I just try to get as as, as much as I, I can out of it. So I, you know, I just keep my foot on the gas, and it which which then uh, which what you discover is that there is actually another atmosphere in which what what for some might just be, you know, like poetry concentrate. There is actually, you know, there is another, there, there, there is another playground um, in which you can keep a certain, a certain level of, of kind of just like wordplay exertion and still project, you know, narrative onto it. Um, you know, political thesis, um, you know, colors of emotion. Um, but it's, 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 it's just, uh, it's, it, it, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just scared to be whack. <laughs> and, and, and so I just I'm like no I would like I will show no weakness, um, and and, uh, and and two you know I, I think like I I I just keep a running conversation going at all times on just like what poetry is, so this kind of just like critical conversation I keep going with myself, also guys the craft if not births the craft. Um, uh, moment to moment. So that kind of um, ever-present preoccupation, like, why is this line good? Why is this line flat? You know, why does this have a ring? Why does this have no ring? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like, you know, what did I do here? How can, and then commenting on what was done. You know, you come up with an innovation and then you ride that innovation and then you get a new innovation by commenting on the innovation. You know, you, you learn this watching dancers, right? So some, so, so good dancers or like highly impressive dancers, they have a move. A lot of dancers like have their move or their moves, you know, it's something that their body does well. That is also like super impressive, you know, like some kind of contortion or some kind of you know like like the like uh, what 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 what's his name uh, Laurent from the twins less twins so he does he does this he does this move where he like 
it's like he lowers himself backwards to the ground and and pops himself back up. It's called like the death drop or something like that. Like imagine a cat folding down like parallel to the the ground and dropping their back to the ground and then getting themselves all the way back up. Right. So he does this. He, he, that, that's a, you know, he's, you know, you can almost, if you watch him, if you, if you're a fan like me, I almost know when he's going to do it. (laughs) I can see him gearing up for it. Right. So, so, and so a lot of good dancers would stay with that because it's impossible for anybody else to do, do that. Right. But what I notice he does is he then puts variations on it. So now as he's kind of like falling to the earth only to rise again, he'll do something with his hands or his shoulders or his head. You know, he'll add another twist on top of it. And I noticed that with good dancers, like, I mean, with great dancers, they'll have the move, but then over time, they start commenting on the move with more moves. And I, I, I think that's, you have that potential times a billion in a poem because, you know, a cat moving like the human body can only do so much, you know. But, you know, poetry just being, you know, just uh, there's a billion thoughts to select or a billion thoughts to add. So I can take, you know, take a twist, take a twist in logic, um and 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 almost then turn it into a cliche to 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 be commented on and it looks impressive because though it's become a cliche to me it's a it's a it's a it's a leap for 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 someone who who hasn't seen it or just for someone who doesn't hear someone talk like this all the time you know what i mean <laughs> And so I think it just comes from me just kind of what, like, I live in this mind, you know, like I live here. I I live in these moves, right? So it's just like, well, let me play with what I played with. And that, and that, that also, I I think gives, gives the the craft a kind of like, at least the, (laughs) the, the, the illusion (laughs) of of complication. The illusion of of, of uh, the illusion of sophistication, um, and and there and there are other you know there 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 are um, there there are there are, there are, there are dozens of, of of tricks to getting a little bit more out of a out of a thought or just extending a thought extending you know just ex- extending or inventing a new pattern. And, and, um, and so now, and and again, like, so, so, so this, this, this like kind of this, this incarnation of my craft really was born in obscurity. I was in Mississippi doing some organizing work, um, and was riding back to my brother and my brother was, um, had a conversation with Walter Mosley. Um, he was, uh, my brother was in a play that Walter Mosley wrote. It's about like two people trapped in an elevator. And, um, 
my brother was telling Walter Mosley about uh, about Poetry Month, right? Like, write a poem a day every day in April. And Walter Mosley was like, a poem a day? Like, you have to write hours a day. Um, you know, which, you know, fiction writers, they, they're way mightier than us, you know. <laughs> way more endurance than us they'll be they'll be writing 10 hours a day it's nothing to them but anyway so i said i can't well i can do two so i put the timer on every night for two hours and i'll just go and go um go and go and go and go with no concept of like no outlet you know um and that's where you know that's where i started kind of putting together this uh this version, this version of my, this version of myself. Um, and so, you know, lucky in that really I'm just always sticking to these, uh, to, to these basics or the evolution of, of these basics of just experimentation, you know, and, and, you know, just a curiosity in what language, um, what language can do. Um, and, and kind of just like writing as just a part of, you know, your own cultivation. Um, so this is this, you know, live, live from a, live from a strange soup. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this episode with Tongo Ice and Martin. Again, all things Tongo are in the show notes. You could go to themattdwire.com, become a Patreon subscriber, and listen to the part two of this episode. It's an incredible part two. I highly, highly encourage you to listen to it and listen to his work and buy his work and read his work. Um, thank you very much. The cop in the picket line is a hard-working rookie. The sign in my hands is getting more and more laughs. It says the picket line got cops in it. I can take care of those windows for you if you want, but somebody else got to go inside your gas tank. It was clear to the man.